on this episode of The Nosebleeds. NFL season is back, and with that comes NFL drama. Find out which players are holding out. And Bronny Jr. is having some dad issues, and LeBron's parenting style has been questioned. And the MLB trade deadline was one for the books. Find out which of your favorite players were on the move or were not on the move. All this and more on The Nosebleeds. Life on the edge, I'm dangling my feet. I tried to pay attention, but attention paid me. Haters can't see me, nosebleeds speaks. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Nosebleeds podcast. That's K-N-O-W-S Bleeds because we know what we're talking about, but we sit up in the Nosebleeds because you already know we're broke. Why do I have to keep saying it? Why? Because it's our intro. And, of course, it's me, your girl, B, and... It's your boy. Yo, what up, y'all? It's Kush, and we back again. I know we've been away for a while. It's uh, Kush's fault. Yeah, I'll, I'll take blame for that. I was <laughs> uh, under the weather for like a good two weeks. It was annoying. And but, I didn't want to be next to him while he was sick. I'm just kidding. But no, he was really, really sick. And we, I tried to do, uh, I tried to have a guest on, but then that didn't end up working out because I was in the middle of moving and it was just a crazy week last week for the both of us. But it's okay because we are back to bless your earbuds. Let's get it. Okay, so the first thing that we are going to talk about is the first day of football. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Truly it is. I am so excited to be talking about football. Finally. I know. And it's the Hall of Fame week or game today. I mean, nobody really cares. It's preseason. So yeah. it's like, you know, starters don't get as much reps. So maybe get one drive in, one yeah. quarter. But yeah, Broncos, Falcons tonight at five. Um, Just... To see football back. Oh, my God. So exciting. I am so hyped. I'm Actually, so this is going to be the first time that we talk about, like, football when it's in season. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we haven't talked about in-season football. So Yay! This is going to be a fun couple months with Oof. football. Yeah. And uh, with football comes drama. Of course. It's the NFL. Why wouldn't there be some drama? Now, okay, well, do you want to talk? Let's talk about Melvin Gordon first. Melvin Gordon. So if you guys don't know Melvin Gordon, um, he has he's due for a new contract and he's requesting around 13 million a year. But the charges are only offering him around 10 million a year. So it actually just came in today. Josina Anderson tweeted out that Melvin Gordon has requested a trade. Ooh, dude, that, that is crazy. I mean, I, both sides, the organization and Melvin Gordon, weren't reaching an agreement. So, I mean, I can kind of see he's holding out. But I don't know if I agree that he deserves $13 million a year and be the highest paid running back in the league. Well, and also before this, before he requested the trade, he was holding out on training camp. And I don't think so either. I don't think he – I mean, I think he does deserve it with you know his loyalty to the Chargers and all that, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think he's good enough. To get thirteen million. Well, don't get me wrong. He's a great quarter. He's a get, sorry, great running back, and he. I would actually say he's like maybe top seven in the league right now. Um, I think ten million. He definitely deserves. I think that's a good. That's but a good to be the highest paid running back, I just can't see no. it, and especially with the Chargers. You know, you got Joey Bosa coming up for a contract. You just paid Melvin yeah. Ingram a contract. So, mm -hmm. and also, if you like, they have two solid running backs who stepped up in a big way when he went down last season in Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson. Right. So it's like you have two solid running backs. Why do you want to invest a whole bunch of cap space in Melvin Gordon when you have other solid uh, options? Right. And especially after he got hurt last season and then now that 
he it's like there's a shorter shelf life for running backs just that's just how it is and so to get, to get paid that much and then you know once you get hurt once like you're more susceptible to get hurt again so but i think that's their whole argument is yeah because like we have such a shorter career rather mm-hmm. than a quarterback who can play maybe 15 20 years whatever it is if you're really good like a running back 10 years like max yeah unless you're like adrian peterson who still can is a workhorse but yeah i that that's why running backs want to get paid but I, I did some research, and I was actually looking at the past Super Bowl winners. If you look at the past Super Bowl winners, none of them have star running backs. Patriots, who they have, Sony Michelle, James White, LeGarrette Blunt, Eagles, LeGarrette Blunt, who else? Broncos, C.J. Anderson. And then I think the only quote-unquote star running back you can say that won a Super Bowl was Marshawn Lynch, but that was all the way back in, what, 2013, yeah. 2014? So it's like— But also those two, those three teams you mentioned, they're quarterbacks. That's exactly. why they won. So I think it, the dynamic of the team, we'll talk about how that kind of shifts for another player who's holding out on um, training camp as well, but the, uh, just the dynamic of the team. And then, so with those teams, yeah, not necessarily like they don't need a, record, a running back, but some teams do. And I think I think Melvin Gordon, so I understand running backs, they should get paid. It is They are sure they're not going to be in the league as long just because of all the hits they're taking, and they just get way more reps than everybody else. But I don't. I agree with you. I don't think he deserves that much. And he. It was also said that the Chargers said that Melvin Gordon is family and blah blah blah. But like as we've learned, especially now, players don't really care that much about loyalty or family, whatever. Yeah, sure. I'm sure they have great relationships, but it's about the money now, and I'm for that. But I don't think Melvin Gordon deserves as much as he wants. I think ten mil is good. Yeah. Um. And he actually last year he was tenth in the league in yards per game in rushing yards per game. So I mean, there's nine other running backs ahead of you. Yeah. I mean, one of them was C.J. Anderson. He only played two games, but mm-hmm. so we'll we'll say eight other running backs that were better than him. Um. And I I just can't invest that much money in my running back. Especially, I think the biggest thing in my head is knowing in the back of my head that I have two solid options mm-hmm. in. Eckler and Jackson. So yeah, it's, it's not like, like the Chargers have no options if they lose Melvin Gordon. That's yeah, not the case. Exactly. And I think they that money can be used elsewhere. I mean, their middle linebackers need help in a big way. I mean, they've made some solid draft picks in Joey Bosa and Derwin James, you know, getting um Josh Jackson. So I mean they they or sorry, not Josh Desmond King. Mm-hmm. So they've been making good moves, but my option to yeah. tie money up with him so you would say it'd be a waste of money because they could use allocate I wouldn't that elsewhere say, i wouldn't say i don't like the term waste of money because he's a solid player don't get me wrong i just don't want to give that much money if it's a 10 mil contract per year so I, i'm down with that but 13 million making yourself the highest yeah. paid running back like mm-hmm. no yeah you still have more to prove to me yeah um so in in a con kind of like a opposite situation another player who's holding out on training camp. This guy I would pay. Okay, I exactly. Would make sure so I would Ezekiel pay for Elliott him. for the Cowboys. Okay, first of all, so Zeke was holding out on training camp because so his contract is up in two years, so he wanted an extension. He wanted more money because he's still on his rookie contract. And he knows that Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, their contracts are up next year. So he knows that. So Zeke is thinking, okay, if I don't get paid now, then there's not going to be enough money left for me after Dak. And Amari Cooper get paid because they're gonna pay. They're gonna get paid the big bucks. Those two. So yeah. So after this year, like you said, Amari Cooper and Dak will be up for a contract. Mm-hmm. Whereas Zeke, the Cowboys picked up his fifth year option. So this year he'll be making three point eight million, and then next year he'll be making nine point one million. But like you said, there'll be 
investing so much of their cap room in those two other players. There's not going to be and the market for those two players. Like you look at uh, players that just got paid in their positions. You look at Aaron Rodgers who just got big bucks. You look at um in for wide receivers Julio Jones, Michael Thomas. For Dak Prescott, you got Jared Goff, Carson Wentz who just got like record breaking contracts. And it's like Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, Todd Gurley just got the contract, but. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott is the guy who creates the market. He's the best. Sense. He's the best player on the entire Dallas Cowboys team for sure. So here's so Zeke is now so Zeke has held up for training camp and he's been telling reporters that he's like no he's like I'm, I want to get paid like I want my money rightfully so because if the like how you were saying earlier oh like um how other past Super Bowl winning teams they haven't had like a super strong running back there's always been a big quarterback with the Cowboys it's the opposite. Zeke the team is like formed around Zeke because Dak Prescott cannot is not a good passer. <laughs> He's not at all. Yeah. And so having Zeke there and of course, you know, Mari Cooper did help. But having Zeke there, getting him to run because he's so talented, he get, he got he gets so many yards that it releases the pressure on Dak Prescott because we saw what happened when Zeke is not there and it's just Dak and he has to throw the ball and it was not good. I don't know if you guys remember, it was not good. Yeah, so Zeke put up some like quiet numbers last year. Well, he was suspended. And, yeah, but so, he still put up fourteen hundred yards and yeah. six touchdowns. I mean, the touchdown numbers weren't there, but still putting up fourteen hundred yards. Yeah, and I mean, you can kind of say that. Oh, you can just put another running back there, which they assigned Alfred Morrison. No, but I'm sorry, Zeke is just a one. In Ze- a- yeah, Zeke's a different animal. Don't get me wrong, but He's also the, he might go down as the best quarter- um, quarterback, the best running back ever. In the history of NFL, mm. the way do you, his play style? Are you serious? He's a freaking beast. I think someone in New York might go down as the best running back in NFL history, and that's way too premature. Okay, but that's Saquon Barkley. He's only entering his second year, but that dude's a stud. I don't know. Okay, well that's another argument for another day. But but okay, so the Cowboys are basically saying that, and Jerry Jones. He angers me, but Jerry Jones basically said that he he wants to be fair and blah blah blah. But like he had like Zeke has to understand that like there's other players who want to be a quote unquote Dallas Cowboy because back in the day the Dallas Cow being a Dallas Cowboy is like was everything. They were America's team. But um, I'm sorry, since I've been alive, the Cowboys haven't done anything. They've barely made the playoffs and won a couple games in the playoffs. That's it. So at this point, if Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys, if they lose Zeke, oh, not th- we're gonna not not gonna make the playoffs. I think honestly, I think you guys might make the playoffs, but there's without n- Zeke, I don't think so. I think you guys we have a better chance of making the playoffs if with we lose with Dak, how weak with how weak the NFC East is. You guys might might, and also because of how the Cowboys' defense has come into oh, fruition. Yeah, our defense is like yeah, the, one of the best right now, but. Back to Jerry Jones. He is super duper duper stingy. Doesn't want to pay Zeke, and he knows he has other guys he has to pay for. So I mean, it kind of makes sense. You want to make sure you get the best bang for your buck. But I mean, when it's Zeke Elliott, you know you're gonna get the best bang for your buck. Yeah. But I mean, he did the same thing with Demarco Murray. Demarco Murray had 1,800 yards, and next season, what does he do? He traded him to the Eagles because he don't because that was the end of his contract, and he don't want to pay him after that season. Mm-hmm. And then what else happened? Des Bryant. Didn't want to pay Des Bryant, and Des Bryant's still a free agent right now. And then Brandon Carr. I mean, okay. Orlando Skandrick. Like, those are your top corners right there. You let him walk. Given those were good decisions because they didn't really do that well. Brandon Carr is doing pretty well on the Ravens right now. but yeah, he is actually. But bad. Orlando Skandrick no. had a bad season in Kansas City, and now he's on the Eagles. But, I mean, there's kind of a long history of 
Jerry Jones not wanting to play pay his players that have been putting up the numbers and helping them out. Right, but like, okay, the only pl- okay, so losing Dez was obviously a big mistake. That's why they had to get another wide receiver like Amari Cooper. So that was a mistake, mistake number one. And I think there's so much bad blood like Dez. I think his pride is in the way he'll never come back to. I don't think he'll come back to the Cowboys unless no they pay him no a way. lot of a lot. I still like, don't think I, so. Yeah, his and I rightfully so. I'm with him on that, but. Zeke, if they mess up, if they screw this one up, it's going to be terrible. Because, yeah. okay, yeah, Jerry Jones, he's let all these people out, but what, all these decisions that he's made have not benefited the Cowboys at all. So if they lose Zeke, then it's going to be another like four-year drought. We're just going to have a really good defense, and that's it. But we can't score any points. I mean, welcome to my world. That's the Ravens' world. <laughs> Having an amazing defense, no but offense. Yeah. Still gets you to the playoff. Doesn't because, make I mean, without like we said, without Zeke, there's – I mean, Dak has to throw the ball. What can Dak not do, ironically, as a quarterback very well? Throw the ball. (laughs) So, I mean, Dak is good in other ways. He's a good leader, and, like, he's good good at, like, um, avoiding sacks and stuff like that. But, yeah. And Zeke Zeke led the league last year in yards per game. And, I mean, that says something. Just pay the man. Yeah. Also, I think another reason why the Cowboys might be holding out a little bit is that only reason that it makes sense is because Zeke, gets in trouble he got in trouble twice he was suspended and he was i think it was edc EDC. yeah Yeah. he was at edc and he was like pushed a security guard which i thought was really funny but like you can't do that when you're a professional athlete so he's very immature still he needs some growing up to do is it me is it me or does he look like he always gains weight in the off season but somehow come like regular season he looks like he's back to normal is it me or does it does he always look like gains weight in the off season I feel like after I, I think I noticed after his first and second year he's like got started to get bigger, mm-hmm. but then I, I and don't not really in like a good way, now. like a chubby kind of big. Yeah, his head got bigger. <laughs> <laughs> you can clearly tell with this holdout. Yeah, and right now Zeke is really on his high horse because he's went to Cabo, and apparently he's still working out whatever, but it's a long ways away from training camp in Oxnard, California. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. NFL NFL drama. <sighs> Love it. Jerry I, Jones. Jerry, Jerry Jones. Yeah. Please I mean, we, we were going to talk about one more player, which was uh, Michael Thomas, but Saints ended up paying him. Made yeah. him the highest paid receiver in the league. Uh, Congrats. So, yeah. I mean, he's worked his ass off from being what, a third round pick to arguably the one of the best receivers in the NFL. Like mm-hmm. Those are my favorite stories when players are not... Ex- not out the gate, oh my God, you're going to be super great. They're not first round picks or anything, but they work hard to become great that, those are my favorite stories yeah and, and if you look at the draft class of the receivers that were drafted before him like at least like four or five of the like six or whatever aren't even starting receivers on their own mm-hmm. team right now yeah so that says something so we stand at a boy at a boy michael thomas um so let's talk about let's let's you know transition over to another sport um my favorite one basketball really basketball is your favorite sport yeah. i would have never guessed I thought you like golf. Honestly, I've actually been getting into <laughs> golf. I've been getting into golf. Tiger Woods, you know. Yeah, I'm a big Tiger Woods fan. I I'm I kind of watch it if it's just like kind of on if it's but I just am bad at golf, so I can never play myself. Like, even mini golf, terrible. Yeah. Um. So basketball. You know what? What? Uh. Two days ago. Yeah. Today's Thursday that we're recording mm-hmm. this. You know what? Two days ago was. Taco Tuesday. That's right. We're talking about LeBron, and we're LeBron talking. James. We're talking about his parenting style that has been questioned for some odd reason. So, as we all know, Bronny Jr. He's playing basketball, and 
if anybody knows anything about LeBron James, they know that his backstory is he didn't really have a father growing up. There is not, he didn't have a father figure, anything like that. So LeBron James has three kids, three kids, and his oldest boy, Bernie Jr. He's playing basketball. And so, of course, LeBron James, he's there for his son. He really is. Like, he's there for his son playing games. I'm sorry, watching him in the stands. And no, he's playing the games, too. And in the <laughs> oh, layup lines, he's dunking. Yeah, he was. Lines. He did practice a little bit. I did see that. That was funny. Um, but people are getting mad at him for being overly supported of supportive of his son and by overly supportive i mean that he's in the stands screaming yelling getting excited getting hyped as if he's literally on the sidelines watching his team play and people have a problem with it and i don't get it yeah i don't get it i don't get it at all not one bit um it'd be different if he was jason whitlock came out on like fox sports and was talking about how he needs to like tone it down or whatever like bro come on don't like this is kind of my experience. Like, my dad, he was always working, always traveling for work and stuff like that. So, at my NJB games, at my football games, whatever, he was never there. And, like, it kind of sucked. But I understand, you know, he had to pay the bills, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, seeing anyone argue, like, oh, um, the, the dad should not be supportive. He should not be getting that hype. If my dad was there and getting that hype, I would be so happy. And even, like, let's just say you're from the opposite team, like, parent or whatever. Like, that should kind of be motivation. Like, yeah, either you can be like that and be, like, you know, that hype and supportive about your kid. Or what I would do if I saw someone like that, I'd get up and be that hype and, like, look at yeah. LeBron right back and be like, yeah, that's my kid. What's up? Mm-hmm. Kind of a thing. Like, yeah. you know, make it a little competitive yeah no so I, I, I don't see there, how there's any hate to this like how can you possibly hate this i get guess because he's an icon like that people are just people a way to hate on him one argument that i that i saw read was that parents are saying well it's he's distracting you know it should be about the kids it's like it is about the kids he is about his kid he's just a dad he just happens to be lebron james but he's not doing anything wrong he's not yelling at his kid or like anything like that like in the stands like from the stand he's not like coaching him from the stands he's not really doing that yeah and i remember he he said he said a funny quote like way back when is that he hated like his mom for being that parent like always you know yelling at the coaches like Mm -hmm. put my or like not put my son because lebron was always playing like do this to my son like yada 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 do this do this do this and lebron would be like mom chill whatever and now like tables have turned like lebron is now that parent Mm -hmm. and honestly if my kid can accomplish stuff that i didn't do like you know back in little league or even in high school throughout that like i will be so hype so i I mean yeah i'm all for lebron me too and i could see if i was Bronny jr like i mean he's probably annoyed like oh god like dad but that's just like he's he's kidding it's his dad his dad is embarrassing him as a kid and like that's what dads do my dad so i grew up if you're lebron james i don't think you get embarrassed like that's your dad your dad's lebron james i mean but he's still your dad i would he'd get annoyed i could see that so like i had the opposite experience as you my dad has both my parents were extremely supportive and they worked they own their own business so they worked from home so they were able to go to almost all my games like they barely ever missed a game mm-hmm. actually it's funny the only game they missed was my very last softball game in high school and i hit a home run and they missed it your only home run of your career or no what? it was <laughs> just kidding but my last at bat was a home run damn but then yeah but anyways but no they were there every game and um if i played volleyball and softball for volleyball um <laughs> it's funny so i'm like my dad like he would like I would always look at my dad like just because he would coach us. So he mm-hmm. coached us. He taught me how to swing mm-hmm. and and softball. So like every time I do something, I would look at him and like the coaches would get mad at me for looking at my dad. But my dad wasn't super crazy. But if I would do something crazy, like they get up, like scream, like all excited and happy. Um, 
And in volleyball, I actually got taken out of a game once because my dad, like, he, like, yelled at me. He would, like, yell, but, like, in softball, like, you couldn't really see it because I played outfield, so he'd wait for me. He'd sit in the outfield by himself, and then he'd wait for me to go all the way to the outfield, and then he would yell at me. <laughs> he'd, like, behind the fences and he, stuff? Literally! Like, he'd have his own little chair popped up, and he'd be like, Stay Brandy. No, he'd be, I know you're oh, no, he'd, he'd be like, what was that? Like, what if I struck out or something? <laughs> Or if I missed a ball, he'd be like, what? Like, you know, but like nobody saw him. But in volleyball, it's a gym, so everybody sees you. So he'd like yell or whatever. And like yeah. some, my coach would like get mad when I would look at my dad. But that was my choice. Yeah. But I mean, they'd get excited. And then growing up, my little brother, he played baseball, travel baseball. Like those parents are crazy. Mm-hmm. They're crazy. Anything with travel sports. Um, Baseball. Yeah. I don't know. Baseball is just a whole other thing. There's so baseball, much Baseball, softball, basketball, all those parents But yeah, so wild. I mean, me and my sister were those annoying like um. <laughs> Uh, parents i should say every time my brother would come Siblings. to be like yeah you like super like loud just in most but more so to embarrass him but and my brother if you've ever met he's like super super chill like he's like whatever but like he doesn't really get embarrassed he doesn't care but other parents like it was kind of like a thing like how you said it would inspire you as a parent to be just as excited as the other one yeah so it, it would go back and forth like that i more so saw it in baseball and softball than i did in like volleyball but i think that just adds to like the excitement so mm-hmm. i really don't know why people are upset it's a great thing to have your parents there especially for lebron giving his kid everything that he couldn't have yeah that he didn't have yeah, like exactly. why are you upset just don't watch brownie jr's games why are you watching anyway well, that's not going to be possible because he's going to Sierra Canyon, and that team is stacked. Right. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, all these analysts who are complaining, like, right. just don't watch it. I think, Focus on your professional sports. Honestly, <laughs> I think it's it was a slow day in sports, and that's why they had to find something to talk about, and that's what they ended up talking about. Well, it was – well, they were, their opinion is wrong. Yeah. It was just – it was bad. <laughs> their opinion is dumb. <laughs> all right. Well, with that, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Metal Militia is here to showcase the diversity of hard rock and heavy metal. Get ready for classic rock favorites, new music, and subgenres. Make sure to check out Metal Militia, hosted by Jason Martinez, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Okay, so now we're going to talk about the MLB trade deadline that just passed. And not it wasn't super exciting, but there were a few things that happened that were exciting. It had a potential to be a lot more exciting. But it wasn't because yeah, baseball really because not. Some of the biggest players weren't <laughs> traded, but there were surprising players that were traded. True. So let's start off. Honestly, with I also the think like surprise. that. Yeah, like after the base uh, basketball NBA trade deadline. Uh, NBA trade this, deadline's always crazy. I think this off season, like the free agency, like baseball is like, hey, uh, you know, <laughs> we do some crazy stuff too over here. Barely, yeah. <laughs> but okay, but there was actually the craziest thing. I was driving and I got a notification. Um from espn and i saw that zach grinky got traded to the astros are you are you serious i was just like man okay so being an angel fan sucks dodger fan too i mean those are at least you guys can compete with them (laughs) we can't okay the angels are another sad story but okay so yeah zach grinky to the freaking houston astros are you kidding me so it's gonna be zach grinky justin verlander and Garrett Cole. Oh my God. What? <laughs> and the Astros already have the best record in the AL. Uh, no. To think that they added like a top 10 pitcher to their pitching staff already. So to put this into perspective, they added a guy who's top three in the lowest whip, opposing on-base percentage. And I think he's like top 10 in wins in the AL. And mm-hmm. they added that to, like you said, Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole, who are in the top five in ERA, lowest whip, and opposing 
on base percentage. So it's, it's like, not even October yet, and I'm it's, already stressed. It's not like it's not fair. So they actually jumped from the sports book. I think it was Caesar Sports Book or whatever. They jumped from the second best odds to win the AL to the first. They jumped the Yankees, and then they actually just tied the Dodgers for the best odds to win the World Series yeah. now. So crazy, Ooh. crazy shakeup. Yeah, and Zach Greinke has always been good. He won a Cy Young Except Award when Angels. he was on the. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Except on the Angels, man. Okay, well, Zach Greinke has always been good on the Royals. He won a Cy Young Award. And with the Dodgers, he did very well. As a Dodger fan growing up, I was really actually sad that we had to let him go. But because we had to let him go to keep Clayton Kershaw. But he has always been such a dominant pitcher. Yeah, he, he's he been really, really good. And yeah, and now on the Diamondbacks. And when he was on the Diamondbacks, he performed yeah, the guy, very, very the guy's well. Yeah, the 35 years old. And he's yeah. still, he's, it's like literally Justin Verlander. Like, mm-hmm. they're both old as shit, but they're still the best pitchers in the league right now. Like, some of the best pitchers in the league. So, it's crazy. And uh, and if any team is to bring the best out of him, if, they, if the Diamondbacks didn't already, it's the Astros. Oh, my God. He's probably excited because they have a real chance now to win whoever the has to, whoever has to play them in the divisional round they're gonna get swept like oh, a yeah. game one two three of verlander garrett cole and zach Grinky. like that's <laughs> like it's <laughs> like no shot Jeez, yeah, dude so. then three combined are 36 and 13 this year have a sub three era with 2.85 and a sub one whip and are holding player opposing batting averages to under 200 that is insane. I'm, I, I mean, yeah. And, I mean, and to go along with already a great bullpen that they already have. Yeah, and they traded a lot to get Zach Greinke. They traded away Corbin Martin, JB Pukaskas, um, Seth Beer, and Josh Rojas. Dude, yeah, the last name is Beer. That's so sick. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you have a last name of Beer. Oh, I thought. Oh, I thought you were like telling me. No, oh, you have that guy's name is Beer, and I was like, what? No, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I wish my. Last what if name he was hates beer? beer? Honestly, he probably gets so much shit for it. My name is Brandy, and I don't like Brandy. My name is Kush. I don't like Kush. Wow. So defeating stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, like to to the bullpen, they have one of the best closers in Roberto Osuna. Mm-hmm. They have Chris Devensky. They have Hector Rendon, and then they actually also traded for Joe uh, Biagini. Is that I think that's how you say his name from the Blue Jays, who's mm-hmm. actually having a solid uh, season as a reliever. So. This pitching staff from top to bottom, solid and stressed. Every playoff, every team. Was yeah, Dodger fans are like I'm stressed, stressed everywhere, stressed out. Everyone's and Zach Greinke could hit too. I know. <laughs> so come, come World <sighs> Series when he plays the Dodgers or whoever it is in the World Series. The Dodgers say it. The Dodgers speak <laughs> I mean, it into I, existence. I had, I had the Dodgers winning it all this season, but shit, I don't know anymore. I don't know either. It's tough. <laughs> so basically, this entire trade deadline, like no. Uh, position players got traded, like big position players yeah. got traded. Which that's is why it wasn't super super exactly. exciting. But I mean, a lot of pitchers were supposed to get mm-hmm. traded. Like uh, another closer that was traded was Shane Green, who's in his thirtieth, and he went to the Braves. Braves right now are second best record in the NL behind the Dodgers. They're right. at sixty four forty five, and they just added one of the best closers slash relievers to that bullpen, mm-hmm. and their pitching staffs already. Pretty good. And they also added Mark Melicone and Chris Martin. So they stacked up on their bullpen, and they needed to because especially in the month of July, they were in the bottom three in ERA, whip, 
strikes to walk ratio and on base plus slugging. Yeah, they, yeah, they didn't have a very good July in the bullpen, but yeah. I think with the, with these additions, the Braves are a big contender. I mean, well, they do have what their second in they have the second best record in the NL behind the Dodgers. Yeah, so they were already kind of on the move on the rise, like all season long. They've just been kind of like doing pretty they're, good. They're but so now deep. they're now yeah, even with their position players too. Like mm-hmm. you look at Acuna Jr., you look yeah. at Ozzy Albes, Freddie Freeman, and Ciarte, like. They're stacked. Honestly, they could give the Dodgers a run for their money. That's, I was just going to say that. Meaning them in the championship series. That's what I was just going to say because, and especially with that additions of this bullpen, like it's going to be very interesting. And, and we all know that pitching is the biggest thing when it comes oh. to postseason. Yep. So Dodger fans know that, of course. <laughs> But so I, I honestly think they could potentially give the Dodgers a run for their money. I think so. I think. That, I mean, I could be, you know, on my high horse, but I think it'd be okay. Cool. Now the Braves will be a fun series, another fun series. But we're. Dodgers still gonna win, but I don't know. We shall see. Who knows? Um, Could be interesting. The Dodgers are one team that actually didn't make any moves that were supposed to, yeah. along with the Yankees, along with the Mets, the Giants, and of course the Angels. Yeah, Yankees fans are enraged. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like Yankee fans are always angry. They always are. Did, I don't know. Uh, if there what, what, you Dodgers- guys, you guys have what the second best record in the AL. You're half a game behind the Astros. You guys are. They're just a bunch of. They're angry in New York. They're rude in yeah. New York. Just how it is. Yeah, uh, but Dodger fans were a little upset that they didn't make. Um, yeah, they needed they needed a bullpen. They needed to yeah. revamp their bullpen in a big way, especially right before the playoffs, and they yeah. did not really. Yep. So, and the reason why we say Mets and Giants, Mets obviously had uh, Pete Wheeler, mm-hmm. and not Pete Wheeler. Oh my I was god! Like, and the reason why we mentioned the Mets and Giants is because the Mets obviously had Zach Wheeler and Noah Syndergaard that were on the trade block and were two big-name pitchers that were supposed to get traded. Ended up staying, and the Giants with Mason Bumgarner. So though that that's why I said the trade deadline could have had, had potential to be big if those players were obviously traded. But, yeah. I mean, there's I still think the Zach Grinke trade, that was, like, the that was a big thing and that nobody saw coming either. So mm-hmm. it was like, wow. Stressed. Everybody's stressed. And then the last trade we're going to talk about is uh, the Reds and the Indians. Trevor Bauer. My beloved Yasiel Puig is on the move. Again. Again. So Puig is now got traded to the Indians. It hasn't even been a season. No. It's like a half a season. Well, I mean, okay, when Puig. Well, he got traded in the off season. Yeah, he got traded in the off season before the season started. Yeah. He didn't start off too great on the Reds. He, not at all. But life, the last couple months, he's been, he he's was been starting getting to a lot up, better. Yeah. He was doing good. He's also been getting in a lot of fights, oh which I feel God. like he didn't do as much in L.A. Um, I mean, Puig has always been like this. He's a, he's, a, he's a character. He's always been very eccentric, very out there. He doesn't really care what people like think, and he's just wild. He's the wild horse. It's his name. It's also the name of his um, like a charity foundation, Wild Horse, which mm-hmm. is cool. But yeah, the day he you got ever traded, see those, um, you ever see those? Oh yeah, let's, let's let's go ahead. So the day he got traded, he was involved in another fight. He didn't start it though. No, it wasn't a fight. It was a brawl. Yeah, it was huge. It yeah. But yeah, he did not start. He didn't right? start it. Like you he said, he just jumped in. So let's talk about the guy who did start it, Amir Garrett. Um, I think he that officially gets the title for the. Biggest savage in the MLB. Best left hook. <laughs> no, he missed. See, if he missed, or if he would have like connected with solid contact, I think that would have gone down as one of the best brawls of all time in MLB sport. Because this man literally was talking to his coach. If you haven't seen this video, uh, look up John Boy 
on YouTube or at Twitter. Look him up, and he does like great, great, great breakdowns of uh, sports. Like he, like basically lips. Oh yeah, all, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, he yeah, does a great job of all that. And basically, the way he did it is he was like he was talking to his coach. He's like, and his glove is over his mouth. You know how pitchers do that yeah, when they're talking yeah. to the coach. He's like, I'm about to go beat their ass. As soon as I give you this ball, I'll beat your ass because he was about to get taken out of the game. Mm-hmm. Gave the coach the ball, and he straight up ran, ran. straight to the deck. Just him by himself. It was like some Leroy Jenkins type stuff right there. That and was crazy. It was, he was just like, all right, I'm going for it. And he just started swinging, <laughs> swinging, swinging, swinging. And oh my God, that was insane. It was insane. All time brawl, definitely one for the books. And uh, Yasiel Puig <laughs> does what Yasiel Puig does best and stands up for his teammates. And I mean, a guy like Yasiel Puig, he sees a fight. Oh, I'm in. Like, I'm ready. Sure. I'm excited. So if I'm, so you ever played like Mortal Kombat or like the Marvel versus Capcom kind of games? I've like, never choo- played, but I've seen it. Yeah. Okay. So you've seen it. And it's always like, choose your fighter. <laughs> Yasiel Puig. I'm choosing Yasiel Puig all the time. If oh, I'm ever in sure. a bar fight, I want Yasiel Puig on my side. If, he's, oh, if yeah. I see him there, especially with those reds, how they had those cutoff jerseys that they just implemented this season like those are the best jerseys yeah if i I saw him just roll up like that i'm like all right i'm out this bar deuces (laughs) even if i don't even make like eye contact or i'm like some shit's about to go down oh my god yeah that was crazy that was that was really good and then um so kind of transitioning to another player show a little bit of tude trevor bauer oh my god yo he's got a cannon that was impressive so cannon (laughs) he could play some center field out there so he was pitching on the mound got pissed off, and he turns around, chucks the ball over the center field fence. Yeah, all the way from the pitching mound. From the pitching mound. Chucks it. Just like slingshots it. It, it was very, very impressive. It, it very out of pocket. Very, I don't he should not have done that. Very out sure. of line. Terry Francona was pissed. I would be, I'd be like, leave. And he did. And he did. He, was, <laughs> he did. <laughs> Trevor Brown was like, ah, oh, shit, my bad. My bad. He did apologize after, but I mean, but Apologies that, that, that throw looks so nonchalant. Loki, like, like he's just like zipped it over the fence. I'm mm-hmm. just like, damn, put him in center field, dude. Yeah, I bet. I mean, that was such a temper tantrum and so so childish. I don't think anyone's ever seen that before. Like you see that stuff like in high school when like players get mad at their coaches, like petty stuff like that. But yeah. that was that was something else. He chucked that, and then all time petty. So petty yeah. wars. Yasiel Puig the petty and wars. Tre- Trevor Bauer got traded for each other. Who do you think wins the petty wars? Yasiel Puig or Trevor Bauer? In that situation or like given their history? Oh, okay. Given their history, I'm giving it to Yasiel Me Puig. Me too, yeah. I was but in that situation, Trevor Bauer. Yeah, for sure. Like I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, and a then- pitcher throwing it over the center field wall just because he's pissed. He gave up, what, seven runs in one inning or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, um, whose too. fault is that? I'm sorry. You're yeah. the one missing pitches, sir. But um, Dave Roberts, manager for the Dodgers, actually came out and said that um, Puig, um, like he's like, it'd be exciting to see Puig like in the playoffs, you know, because he's now in the Indians. He's like, but yeah. um, I think he's like, I'm. And then he also said, I'm pretty sure Dodger fans will welcome him with open arms. And nope, they're gonna. I know they're gonna boo Puig, and it makes me so sad because people hated Puig, mm-hmm. and I don't know why Dodger fans didn't like him. So as soon as I read that, I was like, no, they're not. I will. I'll cheer. I'll I'll cheer for him with open arms. Actually, on the subject, so I was at an Angels game. I was gonna say, didn't he? I, I think yeah, I know what you're gonna talk yeah, about. Okay, Go ahead. So, I'll let you yeah. say it. So I was at an Angels game, and I was by right field. Puig was on the on the Reds at the time, and they were playing. And so I took a video of him, and like you guys know that Snapchat filter where it's like hearts, and it has like a song, you know, and it's like a nice song or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
And so it like zoomed in on Puig. And then I said, um, hi, I miss you and I love you. And he responded to me. Uh, he, he responded and then he said, he responded saying thanks. And I was like, oh my God, now I've got his attention. So I said, you were underappreciated as a Dodger. I hope you thrive in Cincinnati. Thanks for all the great Dodger memories. And he just saw it, but he didn't respond to that. But still, I said my piece. Damn, so this goes to show, shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. It could work. You might not get two Yassiel, responses. Yasiel Puig slid in Brandy's DMs. I slid in his first, technically. I know, but he responded. Yeah, that was really cool. It was kind of a shot in the dark. Yeah, and it worked. It so was. from now on, I'm doing that with every player. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but... Kali Chaser so, alert. So let's talk a little <laughs> bit about this trade, about so what it means for both teams. So okay, for the Indians, they get... An outfield that they've mm -hmm. been dying for. Yeah, you know, they get Yasiel Puig. They also got a progressing Yasiel Puig too, because I was yeah. we just mentioned he's been getting a lot better as the last couple months. And they also got a very young Franmil Reyes from the Padres, and both of those guys have twenty plus home runs. Mm -hmm. So I mean, they got some power in the lineup as well. And I think the Indians are really banking on Corey Kluber's comeback to be like full strength, how Corey Kluber was, and then add him to right. um, Clevenger and add him to Shane Bieber. Mm -hmm. You know, they they can be solid. They can definitely do some damage in. The playoffs, and then, but for the Reds, it kind of, it's a head-scratcher to me. I mean, traded Trevor Bauer, but I mean, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. Like, they're only six and a half games out of the division lead yeah. and only six games back of the wild card. But I feel like just acquiring this starting pitcher, like Trevor Bauer, kind of scratching the head for me, adds him to Luis Castillo, but... I mean, maybe they're thinking in the future. That's. I mean, that's what. I, that's the only thing that I could think of of why that would make sense. Yeah. If, I mean, but but no offense to Yasiel Puig, I feel like he had no value to them. Like they didn't see him in his future plans mm -hmm. in the franchise or whatever. Yeah, because he's older and like he was just recently starting. But I, you would think that a team, a contending team, maybe like the Yankees, like the Dodgers or something like that, would try to trade for Trevor Bauer or something like that, and. It was it was the Reds out of all teams, yeah. so that was what was very surprising. Yeah, it was very surprising that the Yankees and the Dodgers made no moves. Everybody thought they were going to make moves, made zero moves. Mm -hmm. So, and both fan both fan bases are upset by it. Oh yeah, and I had one thing also before we end it talking about the fight. Go back and look at Chris Archer in that fight. <laughs> it is the funniest thing ever. He literally got decked in the face. He got trampled, and he got thrown to the ground. Kind of what this the season's been like for him. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what the season's Rock been like for bottom. Chris. Exactly. He's so. probably on the floor thinking like, "This is what I didn't play baseball for this." I know. Yeah, I played baseball to not have this happen to me. Oh man. Um, okay, so let's see. Overall wrap up. The Jerry Jones needs to pay Zeke Elliott. Leave LeBron James alone, and. The overall Petty Award right now goes to Trevor Bauer. Yep. And that's all we've got for today. Make sure you follow us on social media. If you guys don't know our ads, that's actually pretty sad. But Instagram, the nosebleeds. How do you spell that again, Brandy? K-N-O-W-S bleeds. And then Twitter, it's the underscore nosebleeds. Check us out on Facebook, too. We've got a Facebook page. Yeah. And then also, if you are on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating, por favor. Yeah, and, and some comments. If you have comments, Reviews. Reviews, reviews, reviews. That honestly helps us the most. So, you know, yeah. if you're trying to support Brandy and I, <laughs> you know, help us out. You know. Yeah, yeah. Just college graduates trying to get by. And that's it for the episode, and we out. Bye. Deuces.